welcome to Shoespeak HR. Uh, you have myself, Andy Graham, and Leach today. Amy, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, Andy. Are you okay? Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, good. And today we're going to look at uh, green credentials in the workplace. The world is becoming more and more focused on environmental and climate change issues, and businesses are increasingly focusing their attentions on that, and, and the people that work for the businesses are looking at that as a way of measuring whether they want to go work for that business or not. And, and other organizations will, will look at it in terms of tenders and everything else. So I, I think it is a really hot topic and there's there's lots to it. There's lots of different strands, I guess. Um, and what, what would be a good starting point for you then, Amy? I think a good starting point is probably looking at kind of working practices and sort of sustainability. So um, I suppose a good one is maybe looking at how you can encourage your employees to to use less or to use better. Um, so I suppose employees are currently sort of maybe at home or in the even if they are in the office it's looking at things such as how you can reduce I suppose reliance on paper printing out loads of stuff it probably is a bit better than it was if you have got people working at home but then again people are moving back to the office now so it might be that things are going back um, to the way they were pre-COVID so looking at I suppose physical kind of paper processes how can you move things online move things digital um, things like that might also be like if you're signing documents so you could start this at the beginning of the employee's journey almost with your with your company so as soon as you uh, give them that contract of employment do you ask for a physical copies to be returned or actually can you get uh, electronic signatures on it and, and do it that way to kind of reduce the amount of paper um, and I suppose as well it might be looking at as an employer can you reduce uh, the need for any physical storage space so within the um, offices do you need to have all these cabinets full of files could they be actually moved online um, it probably becomes more cost effective in the future for employers as well to do that and saving on printing um, and costs that relate to that as well and then I think like another one which probably does spring to a lot of people's minds when you talk about sustainability is recycling um, so lots of companies are brilliant at doing this already uh, but again just thinking about having like visible recycling points around the office um, making sure your employees are kind of mindful of what they can and can't recycle because it can be a bit of a minefield um, in working out what you actually can uh, and also I suppose as well if as an employer you're updating your office equipment um, maybe because it's just become that point in time or things have sort of uh, evolved so you're getting sort of more enhanced equipment actually instead of just chucking that equipment away um, is there a way of donating that to maybe charities or reusing it in a sustainable way so I think there's quite a lot you can start with just by looking at your kind of general office space and general working um, practices. Um, another thing that springs to mind and, and you might be able to tell us a bit more on this Andy is kind of about work patterns and I suppose travel as well. Yeah absolutely I guess I should say as well last week we uh, the Leeds office had a donation of, of, of office wear so kind of suits and everything that you know and I actually had that conversation this morning as I, as I did the school drop-off with a mum who was looking at me in my t-shirt and shorts saying <laughs> are, you, are you at work today yeah. uh, and, and I, I, my answer was yes I am uh, I will be going back to work <laughs> but I guess the point there is ultimately you know kind of all of us are, are not wearing as many 
kind of we're not suited and booted mm. as we used to. So there is perhaps an opportunity to recycle even our clothes. Um, yeah. You know, to some extent, people don't quite need as many suits, or certainly I don't at the moment. So yeah, and and that goes hand in hand with with work patterns, I guess, and travel because you know, people, more people are working from home, and that in itself creates less travel as you've already alluded to and we've certainly touched upon this in other podcasts you know lots of organizations are landing at the the hybrid business operating model and that inevitably cuts down travel time and costs and equally allows organizations to to operate smaller and, and more flexible workplaces that may have been done already it will depend on various organizations lease or the length of their leases i guess but it could equally be something that they look to do in the future and, and obviously reducing the workplace will reduce the amount of space to heat and you know kind of the electricity and water and everything else um that goes with those positive contributions to to cutting down carbon emissions but equally you know kind of it, it's presenting new challenges to businesses and again i'm not, not going to go into that in too much depth because we have discussed it and, and how best to to do that and to get a flexible workforce and obviously people's own personal commute costs both you know monetary and you know from a carbon footprint perspective um are reduced so organizations need to be alive to all those different issues but it is important that they take steps to manage and support employees wherever possible and equally you know another thing to to be thinking about as an organization is that yes this is something that's changed in the short term perhaps moving into the medium and long term but you know kind of think about long-term steps as well and, and how that will work um i've seen lots of businesses that are, that are kind of switching their company car fleets to electric vehicles and and again it's something we've touched upon on a previous podcast but i am seeing more and more of it you know kind of in the tax savings there for both individuals and companies is something that's making that a much more attractive option. So I guess organizations need to be alive to those kind of benefits and exploring whether that is something that they can do and, and what, what impact that has on, on, on the sustainability. So speaking of benefits, and I'm hoping <laughs> I'm not cut right across what you were uh, going to say, Amy. But no, no, not I, at all. I think it leads in nicely, to be honest. You've introed me perfectly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, benefits, I suppose, as well as um, obviously looking at kind of working practices and what you can do in practice in terms of sustainability and, and ESG. So when we refer to that sort of environmental, social and, and governance factors, um, what can employers offer from their, in, I suppose, in terms of benefits that fit within that or that are sustainable? And that's quite a hot topic as well, especially um, when we have got the great resignation going on at the moment. There's a lot of people out there looking for new work, new careers, new employers. Um, so people are really going to be scrutinizing what employers are offering at the moment and actually how that fits with ESG um, factors and sustainability. So I think leading on nicely from, from what you were saying, Andy, sustainable travel. So um, again, yeah, absolutely. Many employers are kind of switching company car schemes. So from petrol and diesel cars to electric vehicles to encourage um, employees to drive those rather than the um, the petrol ones. Also cycle to work schemes. I mean, these have been around for, for ages, but are a really good example of um, employers trying to promote sustainable travel. Um, I suppose as well, it's whether uh employers want to offer if for example somebody is choosing to drive to the office um whether actually they implement um 
more kind of electric charging points again to encourage people to drive electric cars or even um, we have seen before kind of an example of like a green travel allowance so actually if somebody decides to walk or cycle to the office as opposed to driving um, you could actually then give them sort of this green travel allowance uh, towards them or look to deter employees from driving to the office by maybe subjecting them to like a parking charge which obviously could go to a charity for example rather than be profit for the employer but just some ideas that employers can think about really in terms of um, kind of incentivizing that that green travel um, and again something I saw sort of relating to travel um, is if employees wish to go on holiday um, whether that's in the UK or abroad but actually offering maybe additional leave to employees who choose to travel in like a sustainable way so for example that if they decide to actually remain within the UK for their holiday um, employers may look to wish to actually give them additional leave to do that to incentivize them so again just some ideas to kind of throw out there to to think about and then I think another benefit or another sort of part of this is corporate responsibility so again something that employers are really good at doing um, and it's been around for a while but it's just seeing what opportunities there are for employees to volunteer can you allow your employees at least say a day a year if not more um, to take that day and, and go and volunteer and it'd be a paid day so they'll get paid as if they were at work but actually they'll go and volunteer for a charity um, again supporting charities that maybe have a sustainability or ESG kind of focus or decide to promote that um, and again something else which I saw was quite interesting and something that gives employers a bit of food for thought is actually if you to place employees on garden leave say if you've got that right in in the contract to do so and wish to do so if they've handed in their notice um actually asking employees to volunteer during their garden leave as opposed to just kind of sitting at home and getting paid but actually during that time they're volunteer again to help a charity or organization who promotes ESG and sustainability and of course sort of any request to do that would need to be reasonable and it would have to be probably incorporated into the contract to start with but again just a bit of food for thought I think you can be quite creative with how you introduce and include sustainability and kind of ESG in your in your business um, and that probably leads us on actually Andy to maybe I talk thought, about bonuses. I thought you were going to be really creative then Amy mm. when you were talking about gardening yeah. we're going to suggest some kind of actual garden. company allotment <laughs> and grow, growing their own well, food yeah. and everything <laughs> I mean um, that's one idea yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but yeah I guess the, the kind of bonuses and incentives you know can can they be green well well yes they can um and, and it is starting to play a part in in setting senior management pay and, and bonus objectives this was something that predominantly was used in the US but as, as with lots of things it, it's traversed its way across the Atlantic um, and research now shows that approximately 45% of FTSE 100 companies have an ESG target within their annual bonus scheme uh, long-term incentive plan or, or both so organizations are looking to implement ESG targets and objectives and they should obviously look at that and ensure that that's linked to the organization's overall strategy um, you know kind of it has to form like anything part of a bigger plan so you know sustainability within businesses is developing day by day and 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 there's not many incentives that will provide a quick fix um that will remove any kind of carbon footprint or you know kind of solve all the problems for an organization so that needs to be borne in mind when when setting these um objectives and and kind of obviously then 
understanding how they're going to be measured. You know, and that's not me saying undercook your targets because it's going to be really hard. But but I think it's worth organisations recognising that you know, kind of, it doesn't just happen overnight. Um, so you know, kind of, it, they need to be built into to any kind of objective, um, and and to make sure that you know, kind of, you're not setting impossible targets or setting the organisation up to fail. Amy, any any other thoughts? Um, I think just something leading on from, I suppose, talking about pay um, is also like pensions. Probably one thing that pretty much nearly every employer I expect has some form of pension scheme or arrangement in place of its employees. Um, so it's obviously a benefit that most employees will receive. And I think it's often actually overlooked when a business is reviewing, like how it can provide more sustainable or green benefits. Um, so again, employers can probably consider sort of looking at what pension funds are being used, where money's being invested, for example, is it actually being invested in sustainable companies that champion ESG themselves? Um, it's maybe worth having discussions with providers or if you're thinking of like switching providers, questions you can ask. And I think again, like with um, energy prices rising, again, employees are going to sort of be looking at um, their access to energy, their their rates and stuff like that. So again, employers could maybe look to support employees in that regard and not just looking at pay increases, but also maybe uh, providing allowances for employees if they choose an energy provider that say has a higher reliance on renewable energy sources or supporting um, employees in accessing green energy more generally. So again, just being there as a bit of a support network, especially with how prices are rising at the moment and things like that although we're going into the summer months I think especially as we then head back down into autumn and winter I think um, employees will be looking for that support from their employers so yeah just on the kind of theme of of pay again I think it is a really sort of good area that employers can focus on in terms of seeing how it can be more sustainable. Yeah I think that's a really positive idea and and equally it would allow an organisation to to let other organisations, i.e. pension yeah. funds, to, to do some of the work for them. Um, yeah. You know, so you will, you will as a business, be improving your ESG um, at the same time as not actually doing that much, which, you know, kind of can, can always be seen as a positive by, by yeah. most businesses, I guess. So, and I'm sure, you know, kind of pension providers will be very happy to, to provide those options um you know because they are institutional investors and, and they get it so um yes definitely something worth exploring um and i think this may well be a topic that that we we will come back to yeah you know kind of over the coming months and years amy because it is a hot topic it is one that will keep being looked at and, and keep being addressed by organizations and, and and who knows maybe targets will even come in or filter down from from the government in terms of what businesses have to do. Um, so it, it is a watch this space. We would love to hear from any organisations out there and any kind of listeners as to to what steps their organisations are taking. Um, you know, and to the extent we get feedback on that and 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 people give us permission, then then we're happy to come back and share that with with the wider listeners. Um, you know, because everybody is you know trying to find their way in this particular area. So. Yeah, as ever, do get in touch. Um, usual way, shoespeakhr at shoesmiths.co.uk. Um, thank you, Amy. Thanks, And <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will look forward to uh, speaking again soon. Thanks, Phil.